Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wow, if you missed Business Garage, you need to go and rewatch it. Oh my goodness, John is still here with us. We appreciate you. Thank you for, for that. Yeah. So we are talking about faith in him. This is our second week in this series. And we say that faith is our positive response to what God has done by grace. Faith doesn't move God. Yeah, that usually surprises people. Because God already moved. Yeah, faith moves you to receive what God is already doing. It's a bit like if it's raining and you have your drum, a.k.a. pipa, and it's out there in the compound, you're not responsible for the rain. But based on where you place your receiving vessel, you're responsible for how much goes in. So a person who leaves their drum outside and whatever drops fall in, is going to get a different result from the person who finds that house that has two roofs which meet where there is a valley and where those valleys meet and the water comes down and you bring your drum and place it exactly there, you're going to have different results. The rain is the same for everyone. The collection is different based on where you place your vessel. Am I making sense? So that's faith. Faith is the wisdom to know where to place your pipa. Yeah. Those who don't know what a pipa is, it's a drum. So when I say drum in this setting, people see music instruments. So I have to always adjust the examples. So faith is to have the wisdom to place your pipa in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people, they bring it and put it exactly there. Then they keep the lead on. Hey. Yeah. So all the water from the roof. Yeah. Pss, pss, pss. yeah. Yeah. Say, so I won't be that person. Yeah. You bring the drum, place it there, and remove the cover and be in reception mode. Yeah. Some people have been deceived. They've been told, question everything. No, you can't question while believing at the same time. Yeah, that's why they had to shut, what's his name, Zacharias, John's father. He's being told, you're going to have a son. He's like, but how will it be? You will not speak. Too many questions. Yeah. You're going to hinder the move of God. No talking until you see the baby. Yeah, but you are not like that one. Mm-mm. You receive, amen. Amen. So today we are continuing with our series, Faith in Him, and how you can place your people in the right place and have incredible reception of what God is already doing. There's a man called uh, Bishop Doug Howard Mills who I didn't know much about and even by this time last year. I had last watched him on TV many years ago, and that's an overstatement. Like, I'd seen him on TV. Not, you know, watching means you had something. Yeah. So, 
in 2019. Yeah, that's how long ago it goes. 2019, Pastor Gerard Mwebe came to speak at season 21. It must have been the day of prayer. And they told me, Mazet, this thing you're doing, there's a guy called Bishop Doug Howard Mills. You need to get his books. Read his books and, and uh, listen to his messages. I child. So, being my friend, he got a collection of his books and sent me a, a small collection of maybe about six, seven books. Uh, one of them is loyalty and disloyalty. Yeah. So, the books came. I kept them. Mm, how many of you know? That's keeping the cover on. Yeah. And then we had the one campaign. When was that? March? And he came to speak at the one campaign closing service. And said, I'm going to bring some books by Bishop Doug for sale. Is that okay? I'm like, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you like him, we, we can sell. So they brought the books. We're in the auditorium. The sales table is right here. Where these steps are. There was a wall previously behind. So being, seeing I'm the pastor, I'm like, hey, people are not buying. I need to buy. So I bought like six, the mega church, huh? church planting, which one? Transform your pastor. I'm not sure I bought that one, but you know, I just bought five, about five or six books. Took them home. Now I had the books. Uh, I think at some point, out of some, I don't know what it was, I decided to read Loyalty and Disloyalty. I found it too radical for me. Like, it's, where's the freedom, you know? Like, this book is too tough. I don't see myself being this tough. So anyway, I read it. I was like, if, this, if Pastor Gerard thinks this is good stuff, I'm going to. Because I respect him. I read word and this word. I don't know whether I encouraged anyone else to read. I think I passed on. Yeah, he sent to just a small team. Like, check this book out. Actually, the reason I sent, because he sent me several copies of the same book. So it was not good to have them in my house. Yeah, yeah. So everyone read and kept quiet. And then in September, Transform. Finally, last week, I found this person. She was the mystery lady. She's called Beatrice, the mystery lady, who sold me a whole small library of Bishop Doug's books. They call it the Macarius. It is for pastors. It has 60 books. I think it was transformed. She found me, said, hey, these books, what, what? I said, uh, can you leave them? We'll send the money. Yeah, she left them. We sent the money later. It was very cheap, $100 for 60 books. I like, nothing to lose. Had it. Life went on. Then I went to Nairobi for an event. Pastor M invited me to Nairobi for an event. I went, and we were meeting different pastors. There were about 40 of us 
for that, like a two, three day thing. And out of all those 40 people, I only connected with two guys. It's so funny. Like two. Like two guys are the ones whose phone numbers I took. We followed each other on Facebook and I started finding out what's going on with them. Like complete strangers. But only two. That's October. Are you following? In December, Pastor Solomon's auntie, who I haven't met yet, all oh, this story is full of mystery people, sends me a Christmas gift of another Macarius. Wow. So now I have two Macarius libraries. I have my own collection, which I bought, plus the collection Pastor Gerard sent me. Yeah. But the, but the paper is closed. Yeah. I've only read loyalty and disloyalty, and even then, I'm not so sure whether this is implementable. The year ended. <laughs> Another year began. 2020. Uh. So I, I go, Pastor M invites me back to Nairobi to speak at the Mavuno staff retreat. So I went and I decided uh, my friends that I connected with yeah. One is Pastor Jimmy Macharia, another one is called Dodwis Achero. He said, I'll find some gap in this program. Go visit these guys because I see great things on their work, social media channels. So, unfortunately, I couldn't make it to Pastor Jimmy's place because it was on the other side of town and Nairobi is big. But Pastor Achero's place was just on the same road, Mombasa Road. So, I was able to go there took me around, great place. They had like two acres of land. You know, Nairobi land is five times more expensive than Kampala land, if you don't know. Two acres of land, nice large tent, you know, out of this world sort of thing going on there. We went to his office and we were talking, I was like, you must meet Bishop Doug Heward Mills. <laughs> I like, whoever this Bishop Doug Heward Mills is, it's okay, yeah. Like, someone can't stalk me this much in the spirit. So he started telling me how that's because, because of meeting Bishop Doug, that's how they ended up buying that land. Because they were having a good time as church. Church was growing, they were on TV, what? And when we were talking to Bishop Doug, he asked him one question, do you have land? He said, we don't. He said, go buy land. After you buy land, you come back, we talk. That's how they bought land. I think his challenge, invitation and challenge, I think his challenge comes fast and furious. So I'm like, you know what? This Bishop Doug Howard Mills thing, let me go read something, okay? So I came back home, lockdown started, lots of time. So like, I have two Macarius libraries. I should at least read book number one. Yeah. Transform your pastoral ministry. I read that book. I was like, oh, this book is good. What have I been up to? Anyway, long story short, read the books, start reading some of the books. In August, Jimmy Macharia posts on his Facebook wall an event called Give Thyself Holy. It was a conference being held by Bishop Doug, but it was online. So like, I've overheard about this Bishop Doug. So I tell Jimmy, please send me the link. He sends me the link. I came for prayer in the morning here. Those days I would come. At that time they had lifted 
a little bit, we could move around. And then I went to the office and clicked the link, August 2020. Huh? YouTube, 7.30 a.m., 3,000 live viewers. Like, who is this Doug Howard Mills fellow? Like, let me check Facebook. 7,000 live viewers. I like, listen, I started listening a little bit. Then I found out later that those online were fewer than those watching on TV and listening on radio. And most of those were people gathered like you watching together on a screen. It wasn't individual viewers. And that time I clicked 7.30 a.m. here in Naria, when there were that many, like 10,000 live viewers on social media alone, it was in Ghana where the event was, it was 4.30 a.m. I put off the whole of the next week to re-listen to the conference. I was like, whatever this guy, whoever he is, and whatever he's smoking, I, I, I can't be left there. I, I, it works. Yeah. And my life changed completely. From that time, today, everything in this church has doubled. Everything. Yeah. Garage attendance has doubled. Number of members has doubled. MC attendance has more than doubled. People in MCs has doubled. We used to have like 500 salvations for the whole year. Now we have 1,000 a month. Am I making sense? You know, when I was listening to Juma's story, I couldn't resist a tear dropping down my eye. And you know what? Juma is going through what he's going through because I allowed to listen to Bishop Doug Howard Mills. Yeah. If I had not, and Juma is one of thousands who are experiencing this, just because I decided to humble myself and say, okay, there are things I know, I think I know, but there are limitations. There are people. These guys, Bishop Dagewad Mills, they planted Lighthouse Chapel. It now has like 6,000 churches. It's so big, they had to divide it into six denominations. Now they subdivided it further into 11 denominations. Their leader for the Uganda church was here two weeks ago. You saw him. You, you. At one point, uh, so when I started watching, I started listening to all the podcasts, reading all the books. And I heard him say in one of the podcasts, which was in 2015, more than five years ago, at that time, he was speaking in France, at that time he had 400 building projects going on. 400. Yeah, and me, I had only one which had been going on for 10 years. Yeah. I had that thing, I said, we are playing games. We are playing games. Now we have 
four building projects going on. At least, at least from one to four in a few months. Yeah, we are not at 400, but. Hey, hey. Yeah, thousand salvations a month minimum. People are in MCs, people are joining missional communities. If you are not in a mission community, by the way, and you're in worship, you are one of, you are in a, you are like a minority issue case. You are a very special case. Very special case. Because I was checking the other day out of about the 6,000 what? Something people in worship have 4,900 people are in MCs. Oh, it's still proving just how great is, how great is. He's still moving, he's still proving just how great he is, how great he is. We are seeing miracles that are amazing. Oh, people watching. I told you, the guy was in a hosting center. He had suffered a stroke. He just started running. He just started running. He could feel the stuff was coming back. He said he could feel the ground for the first time. Hey. Acts 14. Let's read verse 8 to 10. Let's, let's get together. And in Lystra, uh -huh, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a creeper from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And he leapt and walked. The, when the word of God comes into your life, dramatic things start to happen. Like, for many of you, what I'm even describing to you by telling you that story of Bishop Dagon, is it's not making sense to you properly because you don't know how hard we've worked to get where we had got up to that point. How hard we had worked to get to that the results we are having and to have them double in more than, double in less than a year. In less than a year. Because these things I'm telling you, they started in August. It wasn't the whole year. August. August. You may not appreciate how dramatic all of this is. Because maybe you look at it from the outside and you have no clue what is going on. Yeah? How when you allow the word of God into your heart, whoever God sends your way, because some, some of you are like, I, I'm the one who decides who God uses to speak to me through. You are like me. It took me a year and a half. All these results could have happened a year earlier and would now be at another level. 
But you know, when you're a leader and you're disobedient, you put oh, everyone else in, in, you slow down everyone else. But eventually, you, you catch on with the program. Like, yeah. Look, it's, it's dramatic. It's dramatic. Acceleration and acts of God. So this man, he says, in Leicester, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. People from his mother's womb were never... So, the certain man, certain means a definite, specific individual, yeah? So, God knows you properly. He even knows you are from Lystra. I mean, Charlie Wajala, whatever your village is, yeah. Look, this guy was from Lystra. He was born a cripple, and there were no airplanes back then and electric trains and whatever it is. So it's safe to assume he had never gone out of Lystra. Yeah. He had never gone out of that town. So if God was going to reach him, God was going to be the one who moves towards him. Yeah. And so he sends Paul and Barnabas to Lystra. You know, many of you, God has been sending people. Even now, some of you, God has sent me to you. Yeah. Because God knows exactly where you are. He knows your address. He knows your YouTube channel, whatever. He, he knows. He knows where you're from. And he even knows your situation. Because God knew this guy, in order for us to help him, I have to send these people towards him. I have to send them to his town. So that's what happens. God knew the destiny of this church and how it was in trouble. How we were not going to fulfill the thing God called us to do together, you and I. And he knew we were not looking in the right places. So he starts sending messengers. Listen to Dark God Mills. Listen to Dark God Have you met Dark God Mills? Here is a Dark God's book. Here is a whole library. That's a Christmas gift. What? God knows. And that's grace. That's grace. When God knows that you're wasting your life away and he sends a person into your life who starts to tell you, this is where, let's go this side. Let's go this way. He knows the regrets you will have at the end of your life if, if, if he doesn't send those kinds of people. God knows where your marriage is, yeah, and how much you detest what your experience is. And then he sends people. He's like, talk to this person. Visit this person. Go to this couple. Do what they do. Ah, God, I'm telling you, God knows exactly where you are and he knows you. Give me Psalm 139 in the Passion Translation. Let's read it together. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought, O oh God. Your desires toward me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you are still with me. Yeah, that's God thinking about you. Wow. 
And here's the thing. I think that pretty much God thinks like this about everyone, but not everyone has an understanding of it. But David knew that that's how God thinks about him. That's why David got away with a lot of things. A lot of things. Yeah, like in today's Christianity, you can't be like David and you are accepted as a member of any church. Yeah. But that's the guy who killed his friend and, and, and married his wife. And now he wants to join the worship team. I'm told he can play the liar. Liar? Yeah. Yeah. We don't accept your type. David knew God's thoughts towards him. You know the meaning of the word David is beloved? That's the English translation of, of the name. Yeah. So every time they called him, hey, beloved. Take the, go get those sheep, beloved. Beloved. Bring water. Beloved. It's your time to wash the dishes. Beloved. Cut the grass. Hurry. Sometimes when God is going to do great things in your life, he first changes the way you hear. Yeah, that happened for Abraham also. It was Abraham, exalted prince, and he became Abraham, father of many nations. When you are 100 years old and you don't have a child of promise and they keep calling you father of many nations, at some point you believe it. Amen. So, this man from Lystra, God knew him. God knew he was a cripple. God knew all the challenges. He knew his condition. You know, sometimes people tend to interpret the presence of pain to mean the absence of God, which is never true. The presence of pain doesn't mean the absence of God. The presence of pain does not mean the absence of God. What does it say in the book of uh, the great book of Psalms, chapter twenty-three? The, the verses we know very well it says that yeah, yeah. Is that verse four or three? Yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no. Evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Wow. Valley of the shadow of death. And it says, even there you're there. It says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You see, the devil wants you to think that any challenge in your life means God has left you. No. No, 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 no. That's not the nature of God. God is not the kind of friend who quits on you when things get tough. And I know you have had those kind of friends in your life. And now everyone who tries to be your friend, you are running. You are like, I don't do friendship. Yeah. yeah. When I got in debt, the other guy is ran. When I was thrown out of the house, the other guy is ran. When my car was impounded, the other guy is ran. Uh, but that's not God. So God knows your condition and the presence of pain doesn't mean the absence of God. Now, let's move to the faith part of this story because I've just covered the grace part of this story. 
God knows this man. He knows he lives in Lystra. He diverts a whole international growing movement of the gospel. And he says, I want you to go through Lystra. There is a man. It's like a bit of like that woman at the well. When Jesus is like, I must go through Sychar. And then somebody's like, that, no, no one goes through that town. Like, no, I must go through Charlie Wadjala. Like, why? Why? Like, yeah, because he knows someone is coming to the well at midday. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm telling you, you've gone through, let me, God is setting you up to bless you. And you don't even know it. Yeah. Because that's how God is. Every morning he wakes up and he's thinking, who shall I bless today? Yeah. And how do I set them up? Even you here in this room, you are in a setup. You're thinking you just happened to come. No, 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 no. That's not how heaven operates. Heaven doesn't operate with just happened to. Maybe you're listening to us online or thinking, yeah, I just happened to log on. No! <laughs> You've been set up. Mm. And you're going to see the glory and goodness of God. Now, the thing, the Bible says that the, this man heard Paul speaking. Wow. He heard Paul speaking. Hey! Like, when God is going to do things in your life, he gets you hearing certain things, listening to certain things, listening to certain people, listening to certain messages. He heard Paul speaking. Like, that was all, that, that was all that needed to happen. But before that, before that, there are obstacles. Think about the obstacles. Because you're just reading that line. You're not seeing all the story between verse 8 and verse 9. So give us verse 8 again. In Lystra, a certain man without strength. So this is this man. So assume this man is somewhere. Yeah. Crippled from his mother's womb. It's safe to assume he never married. He's just at home with mother. And, and father. And then the next thing you hear is what? Next verse. This man had Paul speaking. No, no, no. He wasn't online. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't listening to him on radio. There was some activity between where the man is and where Paul is speaking. And I want us to work our way through that. This is before the days of being of awareness about disabled people and all the provisions that, may be, that must be made. Lifts, ramps, special bathrooms, wheelchairs, nothing. So like, how did he get there? Have you stopped to imagine all the obstacles this guy had to cut through to get to that event, both real and imagined. Yeah. Because you think there's going to be crowds. There could be a stampede. If there's a stampede, I'm going to be the first victim. Who will take me? Someone has to lift me and take me. Whoever is going to take me, do they want to go to the event also? 
Because me, I want to go, but do they want to go? Yeah. Paul, these are new people. It's not like Paul had a, a church established in Lystra and people used to go, now he has been socially accepted. No, probably they've warned everyone, don't go to those people's thing. These are the men that have turned the world upside down and they've come here also. Like how many times were you told not to go to worship harvest? Those cheap grace preachers who tell people to sin. Like how many times were you told don't go to that church? Those are crazy people. Yeah. There are people who came to this church just to find out how evil we were. Yeah. Yeah. Because people had assured them about the kind of evil that we propagate around here. They are like, and they call themselves Christian. This one is foreseeing yourself. Yeah. So they came to spy out. And maybe you're here and you also came to spy out. Maybe you're online and you're like, these, these are the guys. They've, they told, they've told you everything. They are cheap grace. They tell people to sin. They are money-minded. They talk about straightforward financial growth. All the time, money, money, money. Uh, what else? Uh, they are too happy. Like no one can be that happy normally. There is a prop, it's a catch. They are too happy. They serve sodas. Who gives sodas at church? They, they, like everything you've been told just to make sure you never come here to hear what you're hearing today. Yeah. Yeah, like, like if, if Juma had fallen for that. Mm, you've had Juma's story. If he had fallen for that. Yeah. All sorts of accusations. In, incidentally, uh, the other accusations are, for, you know, when, when the devil starts accusing you, the whole spectrum shows up. There are those who say you're too carnal. Over what? There are those who say they are too spiritual. Yeah, they are not realistic. Then others, there is no power. There are no miracles in that church. No miracles. They just teach, teach, teach. Like, wow. Glory. Yeah. For some people, they are like the other city, Chorazin and what? Bethsaida, where Jesus did his mighty works. And the Bible says, woe unto you. Because if the mighty works had been done, that were done in your cities, had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they would have repented already. But those guys, they saw all the mighty works and they didn't repent. Because sometimes you think that miracles are the ones going to make people believe. But this guy was telling you, but his life was not changed until he started receiving the word. Uh, are there people? Yes. So, you, you, you know, someone said that if you don't want to be accused of anything, be nothing, do nothing, say nothing. Yeah. The moment you start looking like you're going somewhere significant, eh, all the vipers will come out. So this guy, he had to cut through all of these. There are crowds. Maybe the weather wasn't good that day. Hey, you, the rain is going to beat you. 
Those guys are having an outdoor meeting. They have not hired a hall. Yeah, don't go there. We've heard about those guys. They've been chased from here, there, there, wherever. No, they're using witchcraft. Don't. What time was the meeting? Maybe it's the wrong time. Yeah. Like those people who start listening to Bishop Doug at 4 a.m. Like, that's the wrong time. Who does that? Yeah. But then I realized that some of their events, they start at 3 a.m. <laughs> what do you want? 3 a.m., yeah. For you, are just quoting, he giveth his beloved sleep. But people have started. They are moving things in the spirit. The question is, what obstacles do you need to cut through to hear the word? Do you need to cut through your own preconceived notions? Do you need to cut through your religious upbringing? You know, there is no place where there is misinformation and misteaching like the church. And that one, you only find out when you start reading the Bible for yourself. No one talks about this. Like, what, what's wrong? We've been mistold. Like, most people in the church, including people listening to me now, they really, really don't know that God's love is unconditional. They, they, they think there is a catch. No one can love you like that. Sure, there is a catch. <laughs> no. Shankon is like, no way. You're lying. Yeah. Yeah, the cheap grace preachers. Like, no. Look, if you, that's why I say, like, Lord, if you marked our transgressions, who could stand? Yeah. Like, if God was to first examine you, to find out there's no problem with you before he can bless you, you're cooked. It's impossible. That's why you need a savior. If, 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 you were, if you could be good by yourself, why would you need Jesus? Would you need Jesus? No. Just be good by yourself and God will accept you. But it's impossible. It's not, it's not, not difficult. No, impossible. Yeah. It's impossible. So what do you need to cut through to hear the word of God. The other side of that is we give God conditions. Yeah. God, if you're going to minister to me, it has to be through a bishop. Yeah. In a robe. Yeah. Lord, yeah, they have to lay hands on me. No hands, no, no, I don't want. Like, look, they've told us what SOP is, no laying hands. So receive the miracle without laying on of hands. People say, me, all I've ever known is laying on of hands. Like, no laying on of hands. You're going to have to receive it as it is. Yeah. Think about Naaman. He has come all the way from Syria, like a long journey from Samaria, rather from, from Syria, Damascus. He comes all the way to Samaria to the prophet Elisha. Like, you've already taken the long distance, the hard work. He has come with his gifts ready, money, clothes, what? I mean, like, yeah, I've been told there's a guy who can chuck leprosy. Better go proper. Now, instead of going to Elisha, he goes to the king's palace. 
And the king is like, now you, you want to start war with us. Am I a God that I healed? And Elisha said, just send him my way. Relax, don't panic. He sends him to Elisha's place. The guy didn't even come out of the house. He didn't even talk to him. He sent the servant. Say, go tell him to wash seven times in the Jordan. The guy was furious. I, I came all the way from... What? The paper is covered. Water is flowing like what? it's raining, but the paper is covered. You're complaining. I came all the way from Damascus. I thought the man would at least come out, lay his hands on me. What? How can he just send go wash? And there are better rivers. Then he even names them. He names them. Yeah. Why would you send me to this guy in worship office who doesn't even tuck in? And they are better men of God. Then he starts to name them. He starts to name them. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, you have the men of God in your heads that you think God should use to change your life, but now you're here. What are you doing here? Go, go. Go there to those people. Yeah. If you come here, you're going to get no tucking in. That's what you have. Yeah. John had camel's hair. At least I've improved from camel's. Camel what? Camel skin. Yeah. And I, I am no longer doing locusts and honey. <laughs> Let me tell you, when, if God sends you to worship harvest, eh, you're not in this church by accident. Those who are worship harvest, remember. You're not here by accident. Yeah. But while you're here and you're naming other rivers, so you take a cocatono, then you go to those other channels on YouTube. That's the one you listen to every day. Then here you come. They are going to ask me if I attended service. That's why you're stuck. Yeah, that's why you are stuck while other people are jumping up and running out of their strokes and you, you're stuck because you don't recognize where you are. You don't understand the anointing under which you're seated. Look, he would already have done it through those people. He would even have sent you there if he thought that's what he needed. But he sent you here. I, I, didn't, I didn't want Bishop Doug. I didn't even like the first book of his. I read, I'm like, no, Lord, there are all these wonderful people that you've put me under that are my teachers. Andrew Mark, John Maxwell, Mike Breen, yeah, plus all those around me. Why do you bring some guy from Ghana with an accent? All my stories are true. Who uses some very interesting graphic stories? <laughs> like, yeah. If you want your church to grow, that's the one. If you want to see more miracles, that's the man. If you want multiplication, that's the man. If you want to start building multiple projects at the same time, that's the man. Yeah. Uh, even this, even now, you should give me that book. Even now, mm, steps to the anointing. I was reading this this morning. 
Every day I listen to Bishop Doug or read something from Bishop Doug. Yeah, because like Juma, Nagonda. Ogonda Mugon's my friend. Yeah. Yeah, like a spy. Hallelujah. So, what do you need to cut through? Yeah. Jesus finds this guy. He doesn't say, says, oh, what, 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 what? I'm, I'm sure probably the guy has heard the rumors of Bartimaeus. He just asked, what do you want to cite? Hey, what? The others, they were all, they all touched. There's scripture says, when whoever touched his, what? Whoever touched them, they all got healed. Then he comes to this one. He says, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Wow. Someone should write a song, The Pool of Siloam, because it's it, it again. Like, you are blind. Huh? This is Jesus, the one who created the whole universe. He's right here in front of you. Instead of him just saying, see. He's like, go wash. Like, where, which is the pool of Siloam? Where is the pool of Siloam? Who is going to take me to the pool of Siloam? How will I know when I visit the pool of Siloam? Go wash. Now he makes it worse. He first puts what? Mud. In his eyes. In other words, even if, even if, yeah. yeah even if you got a miracle on the way, you can't see until you've reached and you've washed. Yeah. That's when most people will say, let me go find the witch doctor. A witch. I don't even know who concocted and added doctor to witch. <laughs> Just despoiling our profession. Let me go find a witch, a mulogo. Yeah. Well, they've given you some instruction which you don't like. Mm. Sometimes you're going to receive instruction you don't like. Because God is in partnership with you to cause the miracle to happen. Hey. Still a pool of what? Yeah, it's not on Google Maps. Even if it was there, you can't see it because you're blind. You can't order an Uber. Or a cab. Hey, hey. <laughs> then the cab's open the back door. You sit pool of Siloam, please. No. Yeah. It's not that straightforward. <laughs> and people just say, hey, now that, you know, when you find yourself instructing God, you've just become God. Yeah. Because now you are the supreme authority that orders God around. Mm. And there's only one God, and you're not Him. That's one of the major doctrinal positions you need to have in your life to save you from a lot of trouble. There's only one God, I am not Him. Yeah. It's settled. Because you are here for just a few years, 120. He has been around from before the beginning. Some people are waiting to go to heaven to repent. Wow. This other guy comes and says, hey, what? Lepers, go show yourself to the priests. It's like, what? No, you're supposed to do that after you're healed. Not before. But they had the sense to go. Like, 
who will present himself first. <laughs> like you're supposed to, you know, according to the law, you got healed, then you went to the priest to show yourself. Now they are telling them, go show yourselves to the priest. How about the wedding? Hand washing water. Take to the master of ceremonies. Hmm. Yeah. That's the wine. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Mary's boy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mary's boy to Yeah. We had this crazy, but we didn't know how much. <laughs> God is ministering to people. Uh, yeah, right now. Don't wait for some special time. This is a special time. For me, the gift God gave me is teaching. And when I'm teaching, people receive miracles. Yeah. It, it, the thing that disappoints a lot of people, they are waiting for me to finish teaching, then I start praying. And it's when I'm teaching that it's happening. Yeah, everyone knows how God uses them. Me, I know how God uses me. So don't force me to forge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so receive it now. Yeah. Did you see me? They laid hands on him. The thing is, even in another language. Yeah. It's not the language. The thing I do when I'm teaching has nothing to do with the language I'm using. Uh, yeah. Some of you will look at you one day. Because you know me too well, that's your problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've seen people, they come back and say, eh, 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 eh. what? You won't believe what's happening. I'm like, I believe. Just tell me. <laughs> no, when you have a testimony and you start with, you won't believe. Hey. No, 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 no. Me, I believe. So don't tell me I won't believe. Mm. Just tell me what God is doing. Yeah, and then some people, they are like the nine lepers. They never come back to tell me anything. They just go and enjoy their lives and even move churches. Yeah. And I just bless them. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You know, one of, those who forget, one of the evil things, you know, evil, evil, yeah? Bible says God is not unrighteous to forget. One of the things you can do, bad, bad things, is to forget the, the people God has used in your life. Yeah. I can't, I can't forget. I can't forget Uncle Ben and Auntie Joy. I can't forget Andrew Womack. I can't forget John Cato. I can't forget Tim Lindsay. I can't forget Mike Brin. I can't forget Bishop Doug. I can't forget all those. I can't forget my wife. Yeah. 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 In order not to forget, I took it one step further. I have all those people's pictures in my office. But every time I, came, I come to office, I'm like, the reason you're here is because of all these people. Yeah. Yeah. Without all these people, you wouldn't even be married. 
today. Your marriage will have failed. The ministry will have failed. You'll be some bitter architect somewhere abusing clients and contractors. <laughs> Don't forget the people God uses to change your life. Some people are willing to remember God, Jesus. Yeah. But whoever not God, no. Yeah. But Jesus said, John is the greatest. John, he said, no one born of a woman. Yeah. Because it is John that God used to usher him into ministry. So he says, John, don't touch John. Don't bring here Solomon, David, what all those mighty men who could kill 300 people. For me, it is John, the one they cut off his head even. Yeah. No miracle, not a single miracle on John's ministry. No healing, nothing. Only camels, hair, and locusts. Then yeah. says he's the greatest. Ankwatida ku Johnny. Some of you don't celebrate people. God has used because you don't think, you don't see that they are at a certain level of life. Yeah. Those people who discipled you through secondary school and university, do you remember them? Yeah. The people who led you to Christ, have you even ever found their number? Yeah. Amen. Don't forget. So, the guy had to go through what? Obstacles, and then he heard the word. He says, this man heard Paul speaking. Finally, the moment the setup had arrived, God brought Paul and Barnabas all the way to Lystra, and then he figured out how to move this man from his home to this field where the meeting was. Uh, those days in Ginger, there used to be a very good Chinese restaurant in Ginger where there is the current Java house. Yeah, it was so good that some people, those days before there was traffic, some people would drive to Ginger to have a meal at that Chinese. So these guys went to Ginger, then they were there, then they were telling, they said, do you know we came all the way from Kampala to eat here? Yeah, and, and the guy, the chef was like, yeah, do you know I came all the way from China to cook for you? <laughs> so you, you might be thinking you came far from Chaliwajala to Nalia. You have accepted everything, yeah. And no talking in, okay, okay. You don't know where this other one, God has brought him from to reach here to be able to talk to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But the moment comes when it's time for the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When God starts talking to you, your life is about to change forever. Think about all the people that God talked to. Abraham, he, the guy is going about his business. Get up, go to a place, I'll show you. Everything changed. Moses, he's out there, 80 years old. He's probably thinking, this is it. You know, when you are 80, hmm, that's not the time to think you're going to start a new career. Yeah. You know you are now concluding. 
At eight, you're starting to finish. The guy is keeping sheep. He gave up. Things happened in Egypt. He ran away. He's like, I have settled. I have settled for my life the way it is. Kale God, Kale God. This is what he chose. Okay, okay. Midian. Those ends. And then God comes. Burning bush. Everything is about to change when God starts talking to you. Are you here, people? Samuel. Some cowboy there serving in the temple. And then God starts calling. And he sounds like his boss. Yeah. David. Oh, guys out there keeping sheep. And Samuel is like, we will not sit until they bring him. I'm telling you guys. Yeah? The word of God. Peter. Hmm? Guys fishing. What? What? And then the... Uh, 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 told the whole night, nothing. He says... Let down your nets to the right. Eh, 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 eh. What? Follow me. <laughs> and there lies it. Paul, guy on a horse going to kill Christians. Where was he going? Damascus. Then at midday, a light shone. Off the horse, horse doesn't, Paul doesn't, everyone else to the bushes. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? The very first words out of the mouth of God the man's life was changed. This guy at Lystra, he has been a cripple all his life. I mean, he has not figured out how to live like that. He's like, this is it. And the verse says, and he heard Paul speaking. And he says, and Paul, looking at him intently, hmm? he saw that he had faith to be healed. He could see, like in the whole crowd, Paul could only see this one guy. Yes, when you're seeing in the spirit, there are things you see. Look, it probably wasn't the only person who did a miracle that day in the, on the ground, but... Paul could see. He could see the Lord showed him that. Do you see that guy over there? He has got it. He has got it. He saw he had faith to be healed. And what did he do? He spoke up with a loud voice. And says what? Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. He just obeyed. He they didn't say, stand up, sir. Like, uh, what are you saying? Do you know why he just slipped and walked without questions? Because for him, he had already received it. He had already received it. He was like, man, I'm, I'm ready. He's like, today is my day. Today is my day. So I don't know what you're carrying. We all carry different pains and and. Places of brokenness. Places of brokenness. Every single human being I've met has places of brokenness. And, and God sends his word. He said he sent his word and healed their disease. And today is your day. Amen. Don't postpone it. Whatever God wants to heal in your life. I can hear the sound of a new generation. 
Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.